What's up, y'all? Welcome to the What Is Truth podcast. I am joined today by my man, Mr. Addy Ads. How are you, my man? Hey, Weezy. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, man. It was a little bit of a short notice, but truly appreciate you, you know, taking some time out. You're a busy commodity. I see you everywhere. I've been following most of your your uh, interviews that you do. So, um, you know, I can't thank you enough for for stopping by. On this wow, little humble channel. <laughs> oh, of course, man. I appreciate the invite. I, I always try to say yes to people when I can. You know, sometimes the schedule, uh, you know, changes as it does from day to day. Um, but yeah, I always try to to make time for people that are are wanting to reach out. No, I appreciate it, my man. Um, tell us a little bit of, about your background. You're a journalist, and uh, if you can get into that, and then what prompted you into covering the whole Epstein Maxwell deal? Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I am a journalist now. I uh, never set out to be one, never uh, have been formally trained uh, as as one. Uh, never was on my mind growing up. Uh, you know, it wasn't one of those things I, <laughs> I love to do. I always loved sports growing up, you know, and then uh, as you know, time goes on, you realize, oh yeah, most of us are not going to be athletes. That changes, uh, and then you know, I think traveling too that that definitely it changed my perspective big time on on the world. And uh, yeah, I mean, if I could redo it, I mean, I probably wouldn't go to school. Uh, I certainly wouldn't go to school right after high school. Uh, by school, I mean university. Although maybe it's, I'd still go um, just because. You know, I contend you don't really need training, formally training, to to do do this better than what the mainstream uh, is doing. So I initially set out to do just a podcast on high performing individuals, and that morphed to uh, interviewing authors and uh, any professionals that wanted to speak with me to break down how they got where they were going. Just so younger people who maybe wanted to listen could figure out how they could be uh doing what uh, the interviewee was doing whatever that was you know uh not just being an athlete or an author uh but even being a dentist or being uh being a, a doctor or a professor of some sort you know just figuring out what the path that uh, those people took to to get where they were because uh, it's always uh you know there's some de common denominators but there's always some contextuality to everyone's circumstance that brings some uh, uniqueness to uh, answering the questions, you know, even if it's the same questions asked to the same uh, professionals. Uh, so I, 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 that was kind of my, my goal. And then, and then 2020 happened and there was, and it has been, I think for since even like 2015 or so, a bull market uh, in politics with, uh, and I did see retroactively 2015 as a huge uptick in citizen journalists and, uh, you know, non, non-professional journalists doing start to do this work, uh, for whatever reason. I, I think the election of 2016 had a lot to do with that and how the way the media treated, uh, obviously one of the candidates there and really, yeah. um, 
I think defrayed a lot of trust that people had in the media and how how unfairly they treated him because you know yeah. regardless of which way you lean you can't deny that uh they they have been and probably still are uh you know less coverage nowadays obviously but very that's, much uh biased yeah man that's actually what woke me up man if you will prior to 2016 i was one of these normies i i guess one of these quote unquote lifelong proud liberal democrats and you know i thought alternative thinking or any of those modes was pure garbage fantastical all that stuff and when i saw bernie sanders with my own eyes you know no one had to tell me this i was watching it through the media i speak spanish so i'd listen to spanish uh shows i listen to hip-hop radio stations near tampa everything was hillary 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 shoving it down our throats and i you know there was no way it was so damn obvious that that it was rigged against them and so that's what got me exploring i'm like well if the dnc was lying to me about this whole thing and we got scammed what else has these institutions or government arms have been lying to me about and that's when i started looking at at other events you know such as uh i started looking at shootings mass shootings and um then uh 9-11 all those things i'm like god damn man there's a hell of a lot of shit that before i would just dismiss you know because of you know when you go through the public school system you get taught one side of the story the narrative that you're supposed to be force-fed and that's 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 what i took as gospel man you know i i trusted in science as well i still do but i also acknowledge that there's a shit ton of junk science out there a lot of propaganda and the problem with propaganda is when the propaganda you know aligns with with some of the things that you believe in it's hard to spot it and yeah that's yeah. the biggest thing nowadays man you turn on the tv and it's all fucking propaganda it doesn't matter if it's nbc doesn't matter if it's fox news man it's all the same fucking shit you know they'll they'll put little piddly shit here and there uh to get us divided whether it's the written house or all these other things but when it comes to the bigger shit the most important shit they never fucking talk about it uh you know i guess one i don't know i'm on a rant there but you're you're the guest here so let me get off my high horse but i you what got you into the whole epstein thing man what, the whole maxwell were you covering epstein uh stuff beforehand um or or did you just you know come on come on after you know the alleged suicide or what, <laughs> what's your story there yeah yeah i was you know it was it's been kind of a weird evolution over the past two years uh as i mentioned largely largely i'm planned in a way although i did have some foresight with certain things i will say uh, but yeah as far as epstein goes i was very much a casual observer late 2018 maybe early 2019 uh, you know it was you know i think for a lot of us an apex in attention uh, when Epstein was arrested, um, and even in the months leading up to that, I would say, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, w I wouldn't say that I was even could even consider myself a journalist at that point, or even a reporter. 
that whole, um, I think reaching that really happened quite recently, probably in the past, past year and a half or so. Um, so yeah, it was actually through Sean Atwood's channel that I discovered a lot of great people's work, not just, you know, with, with regards to the Epstein stuff, but people all over the world who were investigating things I knew nothing about. Uh, and I think partially because, you know, the mainstream obviously doesn't talk about a lot of this state corruption stuff. Uh, but I also had actively disengaged from media in general. I, there was a short period when I was a senior in high school, uh, when I, it was like the first year, believe it or not, I actually put in a good work ethic in the, my academics and a few months there, like maybe two months at the beginning of 2013, I was reading like the New York times and reading articles every day. And I just, I just checked out. I was, I decided it was a waste of my time, uh, because it would put me in a bad mood or I, I would just rather spend that time studying because then I know for sure I'm getting that time back as a return on my investment. And yeah. then throughout college, I, you know, basically did, this, did the same thing. I kind of kept to myself. I would, I was a DJ at the radio station and I would also, uh, do house parties and DJ, uh, and, you know, try to get through classes and such. So I was really, you know, tending to myself more so than anything. And the election was my senior year. And it was so in your face, uh, like you mentioned, you couldn't really ignore it anymore. So yeah. uh, I definitely noticed some stuff that that year, but nothing, nothing too uh, suspicious by way of conspiracy or or collusion or anything like that. Uh, just because I wasn't looking deeply enough, um, and then I kind of checked out again. I lived in Japan for a year, and that was really when I discovered Sean Atwood's channel. And I would binge watch his videos every night. I would I would get home from this really crappy customer service job uh, and I would uh, drink something and then watch uh, Sean Atwood videos. Uh, or either that or I'd watch World War II documentaries. Uh, so learning about, you know, this sort of stuff, uh, for me, that gateway drug, so to speak, was the corruption in the prison system, uh, in the American prison system and the British uh, penal system. Uh, and you know it's it's very very much linked all of it uh, all, all this corruption it's there's there's links there everywhere um, but for me that was it it was like wow our prisons are really like that huh that's that you know that was a lot to to consider you know I read several of his books hey do research on that watch some of the content on him on my channel <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say man I know I know you like his stuff hey you're gonna be on Sonia Poulton's right. Uh, I was actually this morning, very early oh, this morning. I was, was going to say, yeah. ask her about Wheezy and Daddy Gate and see what she says. Uh, but okay. if, you, if you've already been on there, uh, just hashtag Daddy Gate Sean Atwood. A lot of stuff comes up on that. But that's a separate conversation for another time. But <laughs> no, but I, I was the same way, man. That's what drew me to his channel at first, too, was the Epstein stuff. But then you uncover other shit and a lot of the stuff you see on you know the the face you see from him for example is is a whole there's a whole another side that's all i'm gonna say there's there's a whole another side of that cat but uh yeah man i mean i guess if there is a positive light it did it did bring awareness uh you know he did have people like annie farmer and uh and maria farmer so 
definitely some good shit, but yeah, if you ask me how I feel, don't, <laughs> I'll get on the tangent there. I lost my channel because of that motherfucker. But uh, anyways, uh, w so what? How did you get to Japan? I I'm curious about that. I I've heard you mention that before, and I'm truly fascinated by your story, man. That's why. I, I was stoked to get you on, man. I've been, like I said, I've been following you, man. I screw the other guy. You're, you're the guy I'm following now, man, to get my latest updates and whatnot. Following you on Twitter. Uh, but, oh wow, thank you. Yeah. No, nah, man. And, and where can people find you? Where do yeah, you want people to find you? Twitter is a good spot, I would say. Uh, one Addy Ads, one spelled out O N E A D D Y A D D S. And then for videos, I'm sending people to Rockfin, Rockfin which is R O K. Okay. F I N, yeah, and then that's dot uh, com slash addy ads a d d y a d d s. And I'll send all, all that the on the ones. links, man. Yeah, okay. and then I'll put yeah, a banner. Links. I'm gonna edit this, and then I'll put a little banner so the whole time uh, we're on, you know, all your stuff is there because you should be properly credited, man. I, I noticed a lot of people use your shit, and you don't get the credit, man. Uh, you're the one. You're the boots on the ground. You're the one putting in. And I heard you on the Tinfoil uh, podcast with Sam Tripoli um yeah and, and i mean i want people to understand so if you've never heard of my man addy ads uh definitely support him follow him he he's on the ground he's not one of these fucking conglomerate journalists you know being hoteled up on, at the ritz carlton and shit man you know what i'm saying you're 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 crashing on uh someone's couch pretty much uh yeah and usually <laughs> yeah hey dude be proud of that shit though man own it because that to me shows me how legit you are man um how serious you are how invested you are man how many people are willing to drop their everyday lives to do what you're doing not many fucking people is going to do that so 100 percent respect for that man um, thanks Weezy. i appreciate that no man i yeah. mean it man I, I i don't take that lightly bro it, it, when i heard when i first heard you talking about that i was like man i want to talk to this man because that to me shows you shows me that you're real man you it it's not fake and so i know you've been busy and so that's why i you know i truly viewed it as an honor that you came to have this little conversation with me man because no man i i Got nothing but respect for you, young man. Wow, wow! Thank you, Easy. I appreciate it. Yeah, and thanks again for having me on the having me on the show. I always love, you know, and learning about other people's work too, because there's so many great people doing great work in this this uh, non mainstream media space, whatever you want to call it, public intel space, as I call it, alternative media. Yeah, um, yeah whatever you want to call it. You know, there's a lot of a lot of great people doing doing work, and um, you know, I've, I've recently discovered a lot of them just because of you know the the cover or the you know the the exposure i'm getting from the trial coverage so yeah for sure uh, and, and like i said you you deserve that man because you've been putting in that work and it, it is kind of ridiculous how some people will use your shit and yeah you yeah, never get the credit for it man that's uh, fuck that man that's not cool and i've seen it done and so and i've seen you call it out as well <laughs> like you should be man uh, and yeah. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you're being vocal about that because it is your work. You know, I, I don't know how many hours you're putting in a day, but I can only imagine it's it's full days, man. Just nonstop coverage on this. Yeah, yeah, and uh, in, in that sense, it's great we're on this break here because I 
I did like crash and burn a little bit earlier this week. I don't know if yeah. I was just not sleeping enough or, or what, but, um, definitely had to readjust and, uh, you know, take a, a bit more time to rest during the days now. Uh, but yeah, it's Christmas break. So, uh, yeah, and I appreciate you come, you know, having time to do some work here on Christmas Eve because I know a lot of people uh, are busy and, and, and such. So, but yeah, so like you said, just me and a, a couch and a cat that I'm, I'm babysitting right now. So <laughs> that's, that's badass, though, man. N nothing to hang your ha head low on that, man. That's badass. Hashtag respect, man. But uh, I, I saw your video on, on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, where you approached uh, Ghislaine's uh, sister, was it? And you, <laughs> you said something about her dad and, and some atomic bombshell. What was that about? Can you can you give me some? Yeah, and I'll yeah, put a clip on this her. when I edit edit the video so people know what we're talking about. Sure, sure, yeah. So in that clip, I asked her, and her brother wasn't there, but her friend Leah Safian was uh, about how uh, the experience was learning that her father had helped to steal the atomic bomb. I'm, no, we all stay in the middle of the street. How how did you react when you found out your father helped to steal the atomic bomb from the United States? With the Promise software, Ms. Maxwell, your father helped to steal the U.S. atomic bomb for Israel. How was how did that must have been quite a surprise to learn that about your father that he helped steal the atomic bomb for the Israelis? What do you think, Ms. Sapien? I'm gay. <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? Oh, she didn't say anything. She smile or? Oh, no, no. She, she knew what I was talking about. She knew we were perfect timing, though. Perfect timing. Here with Chris Dante Harris, Rundown Live, Patty Ads. From the United States. Uh, and the, the way he did that was he would market this uh, Promise software, Promise without an E. So it's P R O M I S. Uh, that uh, basically the, the state of Israel would market to companies all over the world, science companies, uh, and anyone they could, you know, sell it to really that they deemed valuable uh, in terms of intelligence gathering. Yeah. And it was through this promise software they were able to steal the intelligence for uh, creating the atomic bomb. Uh, and I think even to this day, the United States doesn't officially declare that israel has nuclear capabilities even though everyone kind of knows it uh because i think it's uh, great britain united states france india uh and then china and pakistan i could be i could be wrong on that but then the uh, the unofficial one is, is is israel doesn't um you know everyone knows they have it even though nobody talks about it so yeah, yeah it's a, it's a crazy script you know it's like it's a, it's a ridiculous hollywood movie script that uh i mean a lot of people don't even know what happened so uh yeah that, that was kind of my point in bringing some more attention to that and just seeing what her, her reaction was <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that, that's badass and that and that's the thing man when 
you bring up any of these Zionist things, it's just like with the culture of today. You're automatically a fucking bigot, uh, a racist, all this fucking bullshit. Because people have a hard time differentiating between being anti-Zionist and anti-Semite. It's not the same fucking thing, man. I, I was actually watching a YouTube debate the other day. Uh, it was like a formal, formal debate, man. Like They had an audience and everything, and the debate was... Is anti-Semitism or is anti-Zionism the same as anti-Semitism? And the resounding answer to that after all the debaters got on. And one of the people that was saying that it was bullshit. So defending the fact that you can be anti-Zionist and not be anti-Semitic was a Jew himself from Israel. And he didn't he didn't agree with the, you know, the pro-Zionist moves and uh, and all that shit. And he's like, how the hell can I be anti-Semitic when I'm a freaking Jew myself, man? And uh, But that's the thing. That's where we're at, where it's pushed, where anytime you bring that up, it, you know, people draw gasps. Actually, on New Year's Day, I'm going to have uh, Corey Hughes on my show. Corey Hughes, man, that that's another guy that needs to get attention, man. He He's pretty much cracked open the JFK assassination. Uh, we're going to do like a freaking marathon podcast, man, like a seven-hour podcast. <laughs> but he, he, one of the essential things to understanding the JFK assassination that people never, ever bring up, whether it's through the Oliver Stone movie or any of these other things, they never bring up the Mossad connection to it. And it's people are, are scared to go down that thing. But it has to be discussed. Um, and again, it, you just have to be able to differentiate between the damn, the two damn things, man. And uh, and I think people that want to call it anti-Semitism just want to conflate the two to shut down any discussion, uh, any talks about it. Same thing with this whole Maxwell, um, Epstein, you know, Mossad connections. It rarely get, ever gets brought up. Uh, you know, it's kind of yeah. like, a, let, let's sweep it under the rug. No, it's an important piece of the fucking puzzle, man. And it needs to be talked about. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's something, too, that... Uh... There was this guy, he was like ranting at me about, uh, you know, a certain group of people. And they, <laughs> this was one walk by and she just, the way she was looking at him, it was just, it was crazy. It was like, she was had so much like disgust on her face. Um, yeah. uh, and he, he, he told me he himself was half, or his father was Jewish, I guess. So, yeah. uh, but he was just ranting about, uh, and there's other guy, he was outside the courtroom. It's funny. He was like ranting about. CIA and Mossad and just like in America today in 1933 the Jews controlled every fucking thing in Germany hey Mr. Maxwell I wanted to ask you about La Hogue the uh, Jersey based trust good morning, good morning. was that uh, you and your brother it's been implicated that that was uh, a Ponzi scheme I'm not coming have you heard back from Mr. Garland at all no no
Jews and uh, and all that shit. And he's like, how the hell can I be anti-Semitic when I'm a freaking Jew myself, man? And uh, But that's the thing. That's where we're at, where it's pushed, where anytime you bring that up, it, you know, people draw gasps. Actually, on New Year's Day, I'm going to have uh, Corey Hughes on my show. Corey Hughes, man, that that's another guy that needs to get attention, man. He He's pretty much cracked open the JFK assassination. Uh, we're going to do like a freaking marathon podcast, man, like a seven-hour podcast. But he, he, one of the essential things to understanding the JFK assassination that people never, ever bring up, whether it's through the Oliver Stone movie or any of these other things, they never bring up the Mossad connection to it. And it's people are, are scared to go down that thing but it has to be discussed um and again it, you just have to be able to differentiate between the damn the two damn things man and uh and i think people that want to call it anti-semitism just want to conflate the two to shut down any discussion uh any talks about it same thing with this whole maxwell um epstein you know Mossad connections it rarely get, ever gets brought up uh, you know, it's kind of yeah. like a, let, let's sweep it under the rug. No, it's an important piece of the fucking puzzle, man, and it needs to be talked about. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, yeah, and that's that's something too that uh, there was this guy he was like ranting to me about, uh, you know, a certain group of people, and they <laughs> this was one walk by, and she just the way she was looking at him, it was just is crazy. It was like she was hit so much like disgust on her face. Um, yeah. Uh, and he, he he told me he himself was half or his father was Jewish, I guess. So, yeah. uh, but he was just ranting about, uh, and there's other guy, he was outside the courtroom. It's funny. He was like ranting about the CIA and Mossad. And uh, I don't think it was the same guy, but it might've been, I, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's a great point, you know, and that's, I think a way to shut down any tactic to shut down difficult conversation or conversation that would lead people to, question the actions uh, of a certain group as being criminal i think they're going to use that that tactic too, but, to prevent that conversation. And, and it gets used all the time it's not just when it comes to you know yeah for sure this zionism uh you bring up transgender folks in sports you start talking about it you're a fucking bigot against all lgbt folks and trans people when it's further from right. the fucking truth man but it's just an easy way to shut down any kind of intelligent conversation uh they don't want to have it it's 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 you know it's bothering it's bothering them it, it's putting them those people that that view everything as bigotry and all this shit it's putting them in an uncomfortable place that they don't want to be in best way out just call you a bigot and uh mm-hmm. i always laugh at that shit man because i uh, you know, I'm a Mexican left-leaning atheist dude, man. You're gonna call me a, a bigot or a racist? All right, go ahead, man. I'll laugh. I'll laugh all day long. And I live in the in south southwestern Florida, man, where Confederate flags are are waved all the time still. So if you want to talk about some bigotry and racism, I could tell you a couple fucking stories before you dare call me a goddamn bigot or a racist. But again, it's just the easy pass out from uh, uncomfortable truths at the end of the day. Yeah, right, right, exactly. So th- we are, I guess, I've been, I've been doing uh, week reviews on the Ghislaine Maxwell. I work all week long, so I got I do a lot of my stuff on the on the weekends. Uh, you know, I do my live streams on, on Saturday. So I did, I've been doing them, um, you know, trying to do recaps of the, 
of the proceedings for the whole Maxwell trial. Uh, so if you guys missed that, be sure to check out the past streams and, and that'll catch you up. But I have used uh, some of your clips and obviously sent people your way, man. And when I found out you agreed, I was like, dude, I was super stoked and, and told my, my folks on the on the Facebook group and whatnot. But uh, we are right now. So this we're recording this Christmas Eve, actually. And yep. what is the latest? Uh, what are the latest developments up until now? Yeah, so the closing arguments were Monday, and then jury deliberations started briefly on Monday afternoon, and then went two full days uh, before they're going to reconvene uh, on this coming Monday. And I thought, as far as the closing arguments went, the prosecution actually ended very well, uh, which I think was something a lot of people were uh optimistic to see happen uh i thought the defense's closing arguments felt kind of flat uh marine comey did a great job uh in the uh, rebuttal uh which is kind of the, the very end last statement shorter than the 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 whole closing arguments which were made by allison moe for the prosecution and laura menninger for the defense and the jury actually asked the judge uh, if they could use Annie Farmer's testimony for the enticement, uh, the counts one and three, which are both, I think, enticement um, charges. And she said yes. So that could be a good sign uh, as yeah. far as the people who are hopeful that uh, Ghislaine is going to get uh, convicted with as many charges as, as possible, if not all of them. Uh, and, you know, maybe a surprising one, too. Because uh, many people saw Amy Farmer's testimony as perhaps being one of the weaker, legally weaker uh, testimonies, even though everyone I think kind of saw her as the most competent witness. Uh, nonetheless, uh, she didn't have perhaps quite as a, a legally compelling testimony as Jane or even Caroline. So, no. uh, in that sense, I think it could be a, a great sign. But yeah. Now it's it's holiday break for for everybody, and and Monday we're gonna get resume. I, I'm hoping because I only have uh, lodging here until I think Wednesday or so. So I'm hoping that uh, it, it convenes right Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, that would be nice for me logistically, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, man. So I I did hear you. I can't remember where I I heard you on a podcast, but prior to hearing you, you know, talk about this. I I was one of these people that was skeptical that Ghislaine was in trial or or in court. And, you know, mm. I've been following the case. There's so much. And it's not completely out of bounds to think that way, man. With all the bullshit that's gone on uh, leading up to the trial, all that shit. It's just, it's so easy to um, to go down many rabbit holes. But when you mentioned it... Uh, when, fuck, I think it, it might have been on Sam Tripoli's uh, podcast that you you were in the overflow room. That's where you've been catching the the proceedings. You, yep. I think Ghislaine had to do something or, or like scratch her nose, pick a booger out. I don't know something like that. <laughs> and you you got a glimpse of her, and you were able to confirm that she was really there, which was awesome to me, man. Because I was one of those ones. You know, I don't I don't like to go too far out. You know, 
I know there's some people that go all balls in on conspiracies. I like to stay on facts, man. But uh, I I did have that question, man. It was nagging me because of how she had been arrested and the lack of video footage and pictures of her leading up to the whole trial. You know, you saw Roger Stone uh, or or Oliver was it Roger Oliver Stone uh, get swatted. You know, at three a.m. because that was, he got, that was Roger Stone. Yeah, that was Roger Stone. Yeah, yeah. Because the CNN had been tipped off about that swatting, yeah. and yet when it came down to Ghislaine Maxwell, all we heard was the next day she had you know, without incident at eight in the morning or some shit. All those things, man, just made it extra, extra fucking squirrely for me, man. But when you mentioned it, that you did get a glimpse of her. Uh, that did ease my mind, man. Cause, and that's what I'm saying. That goes back to trusting the source and whatnot. And you as a source being that being down there firsthand, you know, I, I did take your, your statement as credible. Have, have you yeah. got any more glimpses of her since, or was that yeah. the only time? Yeah, I've seen her three or four times, uh, on camera. Usually it's cause she's taking a drink of water or, or coffee or whatever she's drinking out of her, her cup there uh but yeah it was it was a sticking point for me uh as well uh and i i do want to add too that just because she's actually physically there doesn't mean that there isn't a conspiracy yeah, going on yeah, right so yeah which is, man. there's so much gray to this um that it, I think it's, it's hard to see um but yeah she's definitely in custody uh of yeah. the sdny for sure see and that's the thing man i'm glad i'm glad you said that because no matter what happens due to the amount of fuckery gone on Years before Epstein even got caught, all that shit. You add all that together, um, nothing is off the fucking table, man. And for all we know, this whole thing could just be some kind of soap opera, WWE bullshit. Oh yeah, you know you're gonna get a fucking hundred year sentence and all this shit. And and that's what we're told. We never got pictures of her in, in before, so we're just we got to take the word of the legacy media and all these uh, folks. Folks that have lied to us repeatedly over and over and over again, um, we, we got to take their word that she's finally in custody. It's the same thing with the whole Epstein shit, man. I, I'm one of the, I don't know where you fall in this count, in this camp, but I'm one of those that I have a hard time thinking that he's even fucking dead, man. I wouldn't put it past that, uh, he's probably chilling in some fucking island doing what he does best, fucking kids. And I hate saying that. That's not what I wish was the case. It's just the whole fucking system is corrupt, man. And, and it, he, I don't even know why he even got caught to begin with. Uh, you know, when, when you realize with all the top dogs he was uh, dealing with, you know, with Clinton flying on this plane nearly 30 times, you got Trump now over six times when, you know, re at first, you know, the people that defended Trump, oh, no, no, not him. Oh, no, no. You know, he was playing eight-dimensional chess. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Trump's fingerprints were all over that fucking bitch. And, uh, and then you had ex-prime ministers uh, of Israel, the fucking royal family, Prince Andrew. All these fucking global elites. Bill Gates chilling with them. Uh, fuck, man. It, it, it's just, it seems someone like that would have definitely had kill switches. Had shit hit the fan, he he wouldn't have gone down without a fucking fight. And so, given that the there's no video evidence of these fucking blackmail, you don't think there's any evidence of these blackmailing proceedings that these guys were engaging in? Get the fuck out of here, man! They're somewhere. 
Someone's got to have him. And so that's that's one of the biggest reasons why I doubt that he's even fucking dead, man. Where where do you fall in that sure. in that spectrum? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's another one of those, you know, slightly less so, but I would say it's still a gray issue, like you mentioned with the dead man switch. That's the only reason that gives me pause. But uh, I think logistically, it's probably, you know, definitely the case that it's just easiest to take him out because the you know you never know how deep this intelligence surveillance could go such that they would have known about his dead man switch, even if he wouldn't have told anyone. Uh, I think they have that sort of capability. Uh, so, you know, logistically, I think it's just easier to just take him out and wrap him up, you know, with a bow on it and hope, hope that appeases everybody. Right. Which obviously yeah. I think it, it hasn't, uh, or I'm not even sure we would have seen Maxwell get arrested, let alone, tried right now so it's it's could be said that you know it's the the public is largely the only entity that is keeping this thing going yeah yeah man i think that's that's really the only reason these motherfuckers got caught uh because we know time and time and again fucking uh what is vanity fair abc all these fucking major outlets knew about the story years of fucking go and no one fucking dare touched it and uh and then you had people you know people like leon black fucking paying what was it 50 50 million dollars to epstein and all this shit and the the excuse he gave was that he was trying to get some financial advice from epstein when this is a motherfucking billionaire worth what what is it seven bills and, and he's getting financial advice from a fucking idiot like epstein get the fuck out of here and you hear all these stories of these people constantly squashing shit, man. And, and even platforms like YouTube. So this this bit won't be on YouTube, but fuck YouTube. You can't even talk about Epstein or Maxwell uh, without getting your fucking channel demonetized and all these things. Even on Facebook, man. The other day, uh, I wrote this long post, man, because I, I was disheartened with, with people in my sphere, my personal sphere. Not talking about the Maxwell. I'm like, all you motherfuckers filled my feed with Rittenhouse shit. All you guys talked about Floyd. Didn't matter where you sat on the on the side of the issue. But that's all the feed was. Uh, George Floyd, uh, Rittenhouse shit. And now when it's and I called my people's out, man. I I go, but when it comes to Maxwell shit, I don't hear anyone fucking talking about it. I go, this is the most important case of our fucking lifetimes. This is our generation's JFK. As my boy Ricky Verandas from the Ripple Effect podcast always says, it really is. And uh, and no one's fucking talking about it. It's almost like the people that know about it, it's us that have to kind of force feed this shit into our friends and family. Because if we don't fucking do it, we can bet your ass the mainstream news ain't going to do it. Uh, they put these half-assed journalists. I think it was you that, that was talking about how there was this journalist from Australia there present covering the fucking maxwell trial and they were they normally were doing cat videos or some some silly ass shit basically i i'm pretty sure it was you that 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 i heard that from but they were basically clueless you know when it came to the maxwell proceedings they didn't know who the characters were and this and that but to me that's done on purpose man because they don't want the real fucking truth to come out so you put some dumbass yeah you're fulfilling your you know the bare minimum by putting a fucking reporter on the ground but it's not the best you got 
And right. given that yeah. it's the most important fucking shit of our lifetimes, that is the most ridiculous thing around, man. You're going to put some half-ass uh, cat video reporters on this shit. Get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something I've noticed. I think as the trial's gone on, people people have learned. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, the photojournalists and, uh, you know, a lot of the mainstreamers not even showing up, even though they have seats reserved for them, especially yeah, in yeah. the actual courtroom itself, because the rest of us have no such uh, reservation. Yeah, you're in overflow, right? Yeah, yeah, even if you get there on time, which, uh, well, technically I didn't, but what happened was uh, someone gave me their, their spot in line, and I was disallowed into the room, basically. Why is that? I, I, well, the guy told would have told me, he, he said, you got to give me at least a business card or something. So I guess if I would have had a business card, I would have been allowed in the, in the room. But Bro, because I didn't, it's printer, man. Loud. Yeah, I you know what about that? I had business cards in my wallet, yeah. but I cleaned out my backpack the night oh, before, so shit. I had no cough drops, I had no business cards. I was like, oh my goodness, I, this is this is why I don't clean. You know, yeah. I just I ruin everything when I clean things. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was you know I, I still think it was BS though to be honest, because yeah. I know that guy had seen me there before. Uh, all the you know the all the other marshals had seen me there every single day, uh, and I honestly don't think it should make a difference if you actually are. Uh, a mainstreamer or not because they're not doing their jobs yeah. uh, and moreover we the independents are held to i would say counter to we were held to a higher standard yeah they yeah are. they can fuck up and don't have to apologize for it you fuck up once one little thing and you get discredited entirely yeah uh, it's yeah. It, it's it's fucking bullshit man and that's why i don't even watch that shit man when when i'm following this every now and then i'm not gonna lie i it if I want to get some kind of source, you do have to touch into that shit. But if I don't have to, I don't fucking go to it. I'd rather go to someone like you, someone like Whitney mm -hmm. Webb, uh, people that know their fucking shit, man, and uh, that really, really fucking cover it. And they're not, they're not being paid by these fucking corporate interests at the end of the day. And that's the biggest thing, man. Once that corporate money comes in, the whole tune changes. That's what we saw with Vicky Ward. Vicky Ward had the whole Epstein deal going on, you know, and then, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell started getting chummy with her and Vicky Ward stopped talking about fucking Epstein later claiming that, well, you know, she didn't know whether to believe, uh, the farmer sisters or Epstein. She, you know, she was undecided and that was because she started getting chummy with Ghislaine. You knew about that, right? Yeah. I actually confronted her about knowing Ghislaine. Uh, I think it was the first week. Maybe it was the second week. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that, that video kind of got some traction on Twitter. Oh, shit, uh, I didn't see that, bro. Walk me through that, man. Yeah, I just asked her about her uh, allegedly tipping off the, the uh, tipping off Ghislaine, um, rather, uh, that Maria Farmer had gone to the FBI with uh, her story and her information and such. So uh, she didn't really answer my questions directly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man, that's, and that's what I mean, man, all these motherfuckers are shady as hell, man, and we are supposed to just take whatever they say as gospel, uh, not question it, when, but when you dig deep, like you have, and other of us have, and you see their shady dealings with these characters, you really can't trust 
much of what they say, if anything. And that's why I say I, I, I try to stay away from it as much as I can, man, because it's <laughs> such trash, man, whether it's the yeah, COVID shit yeah. or, or even this Maxwell case. Uh, it, it's all bullshit. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely makes you question everyone. You know, even people just standing outside the courtroom. It's like, who are you? <laughs> you feel <know>, <laughs> like we was watching you, man. You you got some suits after you, keeping an eye on you. Oh, I, I'm I'm sure a lot of us have people keeping tabs on you know whether you're even if you're just consuming, there could be a chance that that's going on. But I'd say especially if you're producing uh, media that is not. Uh, under the mainstream umbrella uh, or yeah. within that mainstream Everton, uh, Overton window, um, you know, there's a chance that could be, could be happening for sure. But yeah, it's, uh, it's tough to say. I mean, um, what, a, what these people's intentions are or, or, or whatnot. But I think, you know, some of us in the, in the independent media here, maybe have done a bit of a job of waking up the, the mainstream and, uh, but I, I think that's kind of widespread. I mean, they really are. You got the Guardian asking for donations now. It's like, you, like, why do you? You're literally, you know, in bed with the government. You're asking for donations, and it it yeah. must be because they they're losing money to yeah. to the independents. Um, so, well, and, and why are they losing money, man? Because they're not trustworthy anymore. If they were right. putting up right. trustworthy material, legitimate shit, they were actually doing some legitimate journalism. People wouldn't have a problem uh, donating or, or funding them. You know, you see these on these live streams where people donate, you know, people, you know, whatever on live chats and whatnot. When people like the content, when people trust it, people don't have a problem opening their fucking wallets. But the reason they're going underground and they're sinking has nothing to do with the digital media or any of that shit. It's has everything to do with the lack of credibility that they have with the mainstream uh or you know, with with the average Joe, in other words, that yeah. that's the biggest reason why they're losing money and why they're fucking panhandling. Uh, <laughs> do your fucking job, and you wouldn't have to be in that position. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've they've done it to themselves. I really don't feel bad for them. Even their foot soldiers. You know, I'm just like I try to be cool with everybody. You know, but if, if I even get a, a like a whiff of uh, some snarkiness, I'm just like. Like you work for a garbage, you know, BS yeah. propaganda machine, and I can respect that. But again, I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. But yeah. uh, maybe in that sense, we're we're we are to be envied by them because they're they are not free, you know, and they yeah, never will yeah. be free as long as they're beholden to those people. Yeah, one hundred percent, my man. That that's the, and that's why I value the work that you do, my man. Uh, because I appreciate that because like I said I mean I didn't I alluded to it but it, did, it does not pay well at least not at this point in time and if it did pay well you would have a bunch of people grifting uh, off it already but it, yeah. we're not really there yet maybe we'll get there but um, if it develops in a way that people can support themselves that'll definitely come the grifters do you come. have a GoFundMe or, or or do you have like a like a Patreon or anything like that yeah, I have a Patreon. Uh, I try to send people to buy me a coffee now. Uh, send me the link, man. Send me the link. Okay. And I'll post yeah, it yeah. up. Yeah, man. So if you guys are listening to this, if you guys got some spare change, it is the holidays. This is Christmas Eve. <laughs> you guys want to give him a little Christmas present. Hook my man up. Uh, he has been busting his ass off for several weeks now. He's boots on the ground. Yeah. He's not one of these 
conglomerate, con- god damn it, conglomerate, fuck man, my ghetto ass English, <laughs> he's not one of these, uh, you know, BBC anchors or any of that shit, staying at the Ritz Carlton, so any little thing helps out my man, and uh, appreciate that, he, Wheezy, yeah, no thanks, man, I, you, you deserve it, bro, you deserve it, uh, you've given up, you can say, for you to do this kind of shit, you're giving up part of your life in other words and you're focusing your your time and energy uh i know you're tired uh day in and day out and i mean even for right now for you to come on for for an hour and and let us know what's going on i i can't thank you enough man i, I know i know what it is dude i've been up since three thirty myself <laughs> i told you and yeah yeah working long way. days trying to give the people what they want man so i don't mind working the long hours because i want the word to get out at the end of the day um and I'm sure yeah. you do too. So in any which way that we can get it out, uh, and you, the listener, viewer, you guys can do your part by sharing this. Share it on your Twitters. Share it on your Facebooks. Everything, man. Uh, you guys will help get the word out because if you guys don't do it, the story's just going to die because the mainstream isn't going to do shit about it. The mainstream isn't going to go out of the way to highlight these stories. Only way to get it around is organic or uh organic organically you know grassroots and this is the way to do it so uh i definitely encourage you guys i'll, I'll put a link to uh what is it buy me a coffee uh link yep and, yeah, and get, if you guys enjoy the conversation give him a little christmas gift uh that'll help my man out uh let's see i know we're coming Appreciate up on an hour no nah, man for sure dude you you deserve it um there was one thing i wanted to ask you i know we're running short on time here that uh sure yeah any, anything let's see i also got venmo too and paypal and cash app but um send so. me all that dude um yeah yeah I'll on, on twitter yeah send me all your links sure. and i'll i'll copy and paste them and put them on the podcast yep. and the video platforms uh let's see i think i got most of the shit man so what we're waiting for um is really at this point in time Okay, let let me ask you this real quick. Yeah. Do you feel? Do you feel like it? Well, and it it might not. I don't. If you haven't been used to too many court proceedings, you may not have a. You may not be able to give a good barometer, you know, as to this question. But do you sure. feel like it's legit court proceedings? You know, because a lot of the stuff that we get are transcripts or people reading transcripts. You're there listening. You're watching the the video. So it's a whole different thing than, you know, when you're there and getting the live, as much live as you can, you know, as you possibly can in the overflow anyways, Mm -hmm. than to just hear someone reading the fucking transcripts. Based on what you've been watching and and listening in, do do you get a sense that it's people on both sides, not just uh, one side, on both sides, legitimately fighting for justice. Uh, or have there been times where you're like, "Come on, man, you you didn't you didn't go, come push a little harder here." Come on, you know, like, sure, what's yeah. your honest take on that, man? I'm curious. Yeah, I I mean, it does seem to be that the d- defense is doing. Uh, they're, it seems like they're putting in more effort than the prosecution, uh, but that's I think different than who's actually winning the legal battle, and that's also different than who's winning the psychological battle. Who I also think is the defense, 
they've been much more intimidating and even using the victims' names in court a couple of times. Yeah, doxing them, man. I think that was definitely some in, in psychological warfare uh, that was going on. But to answer your question more specifically, the prosecution not admitting the schoolgirl outfits was a big surprise. Confusing. <laughs> it would have helped their case. Why would the prosecution want to redact the flight manifest? That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you know, you could say that the defense would maybe want to prevent people from knowing who Glenn Maxwell's uh, companions were to protect yeah. them. Sure. Uh, and maybe the victims, of course, too. But why redact the whole flights, yeah, call me? That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. No. Uh, what, and and the then judge approving just the, that shit too, man. You know? And, what, what's yeah, your that's, feeling on the judge, too? I think she's very smart. She's perhaps the smartest person in the room. Uh, but the whole scope of this trial being there's no telephone call-in line yeah. such that the public can listen to what's going on uh that doesn't make any sense why is there one for a january 6th defendant but not for glenn maxwell's trial yeah uh, why is the prosecution resting after just two weeks when you have drug dealers being prosecuted to a lengthier degree uh not very well-known drug dealers you know this is not el chapo we're, t- we're talking yeah, about man. here yeah so all of those things i think uh are certainly uh add add to the dubiousness of it for sure. And like you mentioned, I'm not an expert, a lawyer, nor is this my uh, second trial. It's my first trial. But uh, I I have to say there's a few times that I've been uh, my intuition or what I thought was, you know, a big moment in the trial has coincided with uh, a couple, a couple lawyers who have been covering it. So that's been uh, good to see, but also an example uh, of that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually do actually, uh, it was actually Caroline's, uh, what was it? Her cross-examination by, I want to say it was Pollyuka. Uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't Caroline. It was the pilot. Uh, it was the second Visaki. pilot. The chief, uh, the chief pilot, actually, David oh, okay. Rogers. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that was the second week. Uh, and he the, the debate, or what the, the defense was trying to purport, was that you couldn't di- differentiate between Jane, the victim, and Jane one of Jeffrey Epstein's assistants. Yeah, yeah, Same yeah. first name. And the big moment came when Dave Rod- David Rogers, the pilot, said, I didn't meet Epstein's assistant until 2003. But the flight manifest of the whole discussion was from a date in November of 1996. So that testimony right there proved that, it, in fact, they were two different people and it had to have been the first Jane. Uh, mm-hmm. So when that happened, uh, I remember Joe Nearman like, was like, oh, and I, I stood up too a little bit, and I was yeah. like, wow, that was big right there. And almost no one else in the room. There was at least 20 people in the room, maybe 30. Uh, it was one of the fuller days. Nobody understood what was going on. <laughs> so uh, yeah. that you know that felt good to be you know having that that same intuition as um, as a, as a, a New York litigator. But you know, just the whole scope of the trial with the limited witnesses. We know there are way more witnesses. Where's Maria Farmer? Where's Virginia Roberts? The, uh, you know, not just the victim witnesses, though, all the workers yeah. who, who helped out. Uh, well, and yeah. Robert Gruller has a mind map, actually, which I'm actually, he included me in it, which is pretty, pretty flattering. But yeah, uh, yeah he, he lists some of them, but, but it's by no means extensive. You know, this was a corporation for sure. It's an enterprise. Lots of people involved. Well, that's the thing. That, that's one of the most mind-numbing things why Rico wasn't engaged in this shit, man. Had Rico been used... 
all these fucking scumbags tied in would have been called out would have had to face some justice and there'd be no wiggle room for fucking Ghislaine Maxwell you know as it stands you know she's got a I don't know how how big percentage wise she's got but she's got a pretty good chance that she could get a verdict in her favor uh and especially with the the you know with the jury deliberating the longer it goes it's on her favor man because for sure why the fuck are they taking this long you know if it was so open and shut it should you know it should have been a lot quicker uh that's not always the case but you know if you're a betting person (laughs) that's one of those things but you know had rico that's what i did on my last live stream i was like why the hell wasn't rico used man uh all the you know the people on the flight logs would have been summoned um the freaking pilot instead of being a freaking witness or whatever his ass would have been indicted all these people would have been indicted but instead they're witnesses it's a fucking joke man because they helped facilitate they were co-conspirators in other words but yet they're being paraded as some kind of witnesses or i don't know man i don't know how you feel about that but that shit kind of sickens me man uh you got visaki straight up saying he got what 40 acres and a mule (laughs) for uh you know for helping out epstein and and meanwhile he's trafficking little girls across state lines and all this shit and he's being used as a witness. This motherfucker should be thrown in fucking jail as well. He's no, none of these guys are heroes. None of these goddamn characters, man. The secretaries, all these people, man, had their fingerprints all over it. And that's one of the most infuriating things for me personally, man. Seeing all these people being paraded. Oh, yeah, they, they, oh, they really helped the defense today. Get the fuck out of here, man. These are all scumbags, man. Every single one of them. They shouldn't have been. And who knows? Maybe they got some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of plea deals or plea bargains beforehand. Is there any way to know that? Or do you know anything about that? I, I don't. Uh, I know the the sweetheart deal they did in 08, they didn't even tell the victims about yeah, uh, yeah. until a long time later. I don't know exactly how much time it was. But when that NPA yeah, from then has yeah. been one of the biggest things that's hindered a, a lot of the, the stuff uh, coming forward, you know? Uh, right, right. You know, like, Alan, I left my underwears on Dershowitz. He's been <laughs> skating away, man, because of that MPA. And that was, again, more squirrely shit. Strategically done. Uh, just co- running cover for all these clowns. Uh, but I guess to finish off, man, do you do you feel justice will be served? What's your gut feeling, man? Yeah, well, I would say regardless of the verdict, justice will not be served because of the limited scope slash hangout of this yeah. trial from the get-go. Uh, yep. Just looking at the charges that she was given with, uh, the government of the United States of America always overcharges uh, people they're trying to prosecute in the hopes that at least one of them will stick, the, the, the maximum yeah. number of charges possible. And she has definitely been undercharged. No sex crimes whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, you know, just one count of uh, conspiracy to traffic. I think uh, six counts total. Uh, uh, and uh, that might be even including the, uh, the, uh, the, the perjury charges there. I could be wrong because she got those severed from this trial. So her perjury charges will be tried separately. Um, yeah, so that might be a good thing for her, might be a bad thing. I don't know. It's, it's probably going to depend on how this, this trial goes. But 
from that perspective, there's no way justice is going to be served. But with in the context of this trial, I would say I gotta say I gotta believe that those enticement counts are going to just stick. I just don't see them not sticking. Uh, I, again, I thought the prosecution, the government did a, a they ended strong, strongly. I thought so. The defense was much more maybe consistently uh, impressive throughout, but I think perhaps the government had the high points uh, as far as the two, three highest points for, for lawyers on either side. You could argue the government was the one who had who had all of those. Uh, and not to mention the defense is pretty lackluster witnesses. Their star witness, Loftus, kind of fallen flat uh, almost completely uh, thanks to Pomerantz uh, for the prosecution. So I, I want to believe at least some some charges will stick, uh, but I'm not ruling out any outcome. You know whether that's her her walking or, or hopefully her being you know completely convicted on all counts and having the book thrown at her. Uh, but it does seem the biggest variable is the jury. We don't know what these what these people are thinking. Really, we can only guess. Yeah, yeah, no, man, completely with you uh, as far as your breakdown and why. Irregardless of the outcome, justice will not be served at the end of the day, man. And and I just touched on it earlier too, man. It's just all, there's too many names involved and won't even be touched by any of this. That's when justice would truly be served. All these people facing the consequences for their actions and. You know, what's what's their biggest uh, penalty? Getting name dropped? You know, getting maybe some public shame? Nah, man. To me, that's not enough. To me, you they have to face the same justice. That if you or I were in those situations, we wouldn't be yeah. getting no damn passes. The book would be thrown at us, and rightfully so. And, it's, you know, where's the equality in this? It's like different rules for different folks, man. And then you saw, you see that with Prince Andrew where the Metro police are um, acting like his personal bodyguard so he wouldn't get fucking uh, served. You remember that? Uh, yes. With Virginia Jufre. Yes. The yep. cops were his bodyguards preventing him from being served. What kind of a fucked up world do we live in where that isn't a bigger outrage than what it was? You know, it was just a blip on the news and that was it. That's fucking yeah. massive, man. <laughs> yeah, Epstein too. He had plainclothes police basically acting at as, as his bodyguards when he was supposed to be in. Yeah, when he was in jail, that was part of his plea. Guys. That was yeah. yeah, his plea deal. He he was able to conduct business. He was you know wear a suit and yeah. tie. He was even able to leave and then just come home and spend the night. The whole thing is a goddamn mockery, man. Anyone still thinking that these conspiracies? Uh, don't exist or it's just for loony this whole thing top to bottom and ongoing has been the biggest conspiracy of our lives man and it's open it's open it's just for you to want to look into it and you got people like my man right here addy ads who's been covering it on the boot you know boots on the ground and, and many other sources uh so if you're still on the fence whether conspiracies happen this right here is uh, definitely one that'll, that'll wake your ass up when you really, really look, uh, look into it. My man, thank you so much. Uh, thank yeah, you, man, whenever you, you whenever you get a little chance and you want to come on again or whatever, man, we could talk some more shit, man. I, I truly enjoyed you. And uh, thank For you. Sure. I can't thank you enough, man. 
Um, send me your links, and I will put those on the description there uh, okay. on all these platforms. And much much luck, man. Uh, I'll definitely you know keep an eye out on your Twitter and uh, all your stuff to get the the latest updates. You are the go to source uh, on this whole thing, and I want everyone listening uh, to do the same. Follow 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 my man on Twitter. Uh, wherever he, you can buy him a goddamn little Christmas gift <laughs> on Christmas Eve. And uh, thank you so much, my brother. Thank you, Weezy. I appreciate it. Appreciate the love. And yeah, I'd love to do it again. My man. Thank you very much. And Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas. All right, man. Stay frosty, guys. All right.